0: Hi there! We're taking a break this week, but we didn't want to leave our listeners without something to tune into. So instead, we'll be revisiting the archives. Earlier in the year, Amit and I sat down with our friend, Ruchai Shukla, who is the senior manager at Outdustry, an artist services and rights management firm. We spoke about a lot of things, ranging from the rise of lo-fi hip-hop to the importance of shallow catalog. But the one conversation that stuck with us was when we discussed how artists like Anuv Jain blur the lines between indie and mainstream while being true to their sound and community. We spoke at length about the multiple factors that help indie artists make that meaningful transition into mainstream icons. The answer, by the way, is not editorial playlisting. Um, If you like what you hear, we'll also link the original episode in the show notes. We're going to be back next week with regular programming. In the meanwhile, here is how indie acts can transition to mainstream stars. week there is an artist who is actually reached a new peak for themselves. It's someone who has really like you know blurred the lines between indie and mainstream and uh, who's really been like the hit maker of the last year I would say and uh, Amit maybe you have more to share about uh, this artist and his track that we're talking about.
1: Yeah uh, I'm quite excited to say this because at number 36 Moving up this week is Barishe by Anub Jain. Now, Anub, as you mentioned, was really like the biggest, I suppose, indie app of 2022. And, uh, you know, it's hard again, like when it even comes to these terms like international music, indie music, how do you define it? I think Anub qualifies as an indie artist simply because he's not on any label yet. Uh, and this track certainly wasn't released on any label. Quite amazing. I mean, we've seen him... Uh, like really grow from strength strength from starting off like doing like during the pandemic doing these what is it 3 a.m sessions where it's just a blank screen and you can Instagram only hear his lives, voice yeah. and to now playing to like headlining N seven weekender where he's playing to like audiences of like tens like thousands of people um i know jain has come a long way but interestingly this song just keeps reaching new peaks on spotify it previously got as high as number 37 um and i think that i was trying to figure out why hmm. now you know, I, I think it's just the effect of that, like, as more people listen to that playlist, more people are listening to this, this particular. track.
0: No, Amit, like, I, I have a different theory on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's also been actively gigging a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously, this is a direct, you know, outcome of the fact that like live also opened up. And, you know, and this is a question I think to both of y'all and I know, Mm -hmm. Rucha, you're like really geared into this because playlisting is a very big Mm -hmm. way of marketing the artists that y'all work with. In the last few years, a question that has come up again and again is, marquee playlists on any DSP, they don't seem to have the same power that they used to command back in the days.
1: yeah. And there was this uh, article I shared with you guys It was released uh, that was a uh, in billboard um, mm. about uh, how playlisting isn't having as big an impact as it used to have in the past. And I think it was like the top international players. I don't know whether that scenario is slightly different in India where these playlists are still growing exponentially every year and year. And mm. Spotify is only, like it's going to be four years old at the end of February. So I still, mm. you, you still have a lot of like scope for growth of these playlists. And, you know, playing live versus playing... Um, Playlisting, for instance, I don't I'm not quite sure whether we still see the direct impact of like doing uh, like concerts uh, and whether that has a direct impact on uh, streaming. Whereas you have, of course, things like short form video definitely having a huge impact on, you know, Hmm. um, on streams. Like just take a couple of like uh, examples. You've had artists like um, Ritwiz, for instance, who are behind his new album. Now, that album hasn't necessarily done as well. Of course, the music's kind of different. Yeah. Uh, This is also, I mean, this song sort of falls into so many things, right? It is a catalog song, um, you know, but Ritwiz's new album hasn't really generated that. uh, And and Ritwiz is one of the most successful Indian independent artists on Spotify, like, ever, right? And he's had some super hit songs. Uh, just a new mm. album I think it's a little less commercial so perhaps mm. that's why it hasn't generated that amount of like you know hit songs even if Pratik who heard his last album was an English album so maybe that's mm. why it you know hasn't translated but yeah Ruchai I mean like what is your take on this how important are playlists to, and you know what is the impact that you feel happens when somebody gets onto I mean this is like it doesn't get bigger than top. Hit. Like this playlist, like so. You know. Yeah,
2: I have a, I have a slightly hybrid theory of uh, mm-hmm. both of your points. Actually, uh, to get on a hot hits Hindi uh, or to get on a hot mm-hmm. hits India for international track, even that to come in at a later point of your song career is a milestone when they do it after the, some trigger point or like a or like a or like a performance peak that has happened. And I think that happens not just like by your song performing on uh, just one particular area, say live but at multiple things. So uh, that leads me to the fact that obviously this is the gig season. This is live. Most of the people are also coming as his core fans, but a lot of new fans are also being there, uh, are also being formed, which takes it to the point in consideration that there is an existence of third party playlist on platform, which means mm. that what you call it in simple terms, user generated playlist. This is not the number one metric for Spotify and all the other DSPs where They see how a song is performing, how a song is being liked, how a song is being skipped or not at what point. And and that is a time when they feel that, yes, if it's there on these many playlists, then it is time for it to upscale or upgrade to a much larger, which they are constantly monitoring. And so that means that the community has been very active uh, and that activity has come from a gig, gig to social currency, which means the social following for Anu to that, to actually taking effort of listening and streaming to the song in their own libraries and playlists, um, leading to the fact. Uh, a simple example of this was also like, if, if I have to compare that to an international artist, Sedua on our roster, who came and performed in 2019 uh, for the OnePlus Festival with uh, Katy Perrin, And I know uh, you guys were also there for that gig as well. Um, but in just the time that because her song, New Rules, which is still like a catalog of music, Uh, got so active in one month's time, Uh, in less than three months, uh, which is the one month before the show, one month of the show and after the show, India gained uh, 1 million followers to her Instagram uh, just in that three months, which itself shows that how an artist's life really impacted the social growth, um, which also meant that there were so many streams coming from uh, the territory to that artist.
0: You know, Roshi, as you're saying this, right? Like what I'm also starting to see as a theme and not just as we're discussing Anu when you know when we were discussing um, the Selena track as well, what is evident is in both these cases, you have more than one thing going for these tracks to work, right? It's it's playlisting, yes. It's also an element of live, it's an element of how the community is interacting. Like are you adding it to your songs? Are you downloading it? Uh so it's like I guess like the more things you can take on a checklist of the best ways to market music, the much higher your chances are to you know actually
2: make it a hit. And even Spotify is saying that. Spotify is saying, please don't bank on editorial playlists. Your, when you look at Spotify for Artists backend, your Spotify for, uh, Spotify for Artists says that your editorial has these many percentage of editorial playlists. They re- recommend not going above 15% for a track. If it's going above <laughs> 15%, that means your track is very bankable on the editorial, which is not how you want to go as a growth of your song, uh, but major labels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that that it all boils down to yeah. a community.
0: Yeah. It, but you know, I mean, on this now, I do like I empathize with editorial teams in DSPs a lot. You know, uh, obviously, I've worked at the DSP at one point in time, and you know, and I've seen the struggle that editors face, okay, they actually have so little real estate left these days, that they can play with. And it, you know, sure, there is obviously label pressure, I'm not going to deny that, because like, it is the truth. And I also don't need to deny any of that anymore. Uh But you know, so much of, you know, music discovery is now algo based, right? Like consumers expect that I don't want to don't push to me what you think is good. I want to discover what I already know I like. So the more these homepages are becoming algo driven, there are fewer and fewer spots to actually, you know, for an editor to play with. And I think, despite all of that and all of these challenges, you do see someone like an Anu who comes with, like you said, with no label backing, independently doing so well. And you know, I think that's cause for celebration. Yeah.